Joining us now right here with nine days to go until the NFL draft, it's Cowboys COO Stephen Jones here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon to you, sir. How you been? Man, good. Just uh, as you can imagine, this is uh, that time of year. And between uh, getting our draft preparations ready to go, finishing up free agency, and then, of course, uh, we continue to work on uh, signing uh, some of our top players. Yes. Uh, so we look forward to talking to you about all that. Now, how 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 far away are you from finalizing your board at this point, Stephen? I'd still say we're another week off uh, of just putting every little last I dotted and T crossed. Uh, still a lot of uh, data gathering going on, believe it or not. And as you delve in more uh, into some of these players that we have an interest in, there's always more questions that come up that you feel like you can do a little more research on. And uh, we just continue to uh, work away at putting it together. We obviously have a board that's uh, in pretty good shape as it sits, but we continue to modify it and make some changes. But once we get into the, you know, if we get into next week, the last week, it'll be uh, pretty much the way it's going to be. So I'd probably say another, uh, you know, five or six days left before we, hopefully by the end of, uh, by the start of next week, we'll be done with it. Can you just read us what you got right now, starting at one, down through about 180? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Where's Kyler? <laughs> well, Kyler's doing uh, – he, he had a good read. So, uh, he's doing real well. And uh, Kyler found his way into our first round. So, at the start of the offseason, you, you said – actually, you were with us. You said tight end looked like maybe the biggest position of need or focus going into the offseason. What extent to, does that change with Witten? And how do you look at tight end going into this draft now? Well, I think it was one of them. Uh, certainly, it's uh, a one we'll keep our eyes on. But when you get a you know a Hall of Fame type player back like Jason Witten that you weren't necessarily counting on, then uh, that does change. Now, uh, you know what we try to do. Uh, you know, try to verbalize that every year is we really try to uh, take care of as best we can uh, most of our needs in free agency. It may not be in a, a high profile way or a uh, you know, a, a way that, uh, you know, you're paying big money for guys that, uh, you know, get people on the edge of their seats. But we do feel like we've addressed, uh, you know, for the for the large part of this, most of our needs. And you hope going into the draft, uh, which is really the way we feel right now, is you can kind of take uh, the best player available. And uh, that that's the way we try to get situated. And I think it's led to some some very successful drafts. And I think uh, uh, hopefully uh, the same thing will happen this year. So, Stephen, from an offensive standpoint, Scott Lanahan is out and Kellen Moore is in as the offensive coordinator. How much leading up to a draft or slash free agency do you have to talk to your new offensive coordinator and get an idea of what he likes out of certain positions on his side of the ball? Quite a bit. Obviously, Kellen sits in on most of the – uh, our offensive uh, players and uh, almost, I don't think he's missed one so yeah and as we go through each uh, position on the offensive side of the ball we go through uh, the traits that we're looking for and any changes that we've made and what we might be looking for in the past uh, where our current players on the roster fit uh, if we did have uh, a certain skill set that we don't currently have on the roster then uh, what that could do for us uh, and then talk about uh, what we're installing out here and uh, how we're going to be different. And uh, all those things are taken into an account as uh, 
we start to evaluate uh, uh, the different positions and uh, how we set up our board. So tracking the guys that you guys visit with pre-draft, I think a lot of people were a little surprised to see Damian Harris, the running back from Alabama, on there just because of where he's projected to be drafted on day two there. Is there any chance that if the right player is there that you guys would pick a running back in the first three rounds? Well, I just think anytime uh, you look at your situation and you see how much we rely on Zeke uh, in terms of the number of catches, uh, number of touches that he gets uh, game in and game out and what that would do to your team if you didn't have Zeke, uh, you know, I think we look back on last year and wonder if maybe we were – uh, you know, hanging out more than we should have. In the past uh, with Zeke, we've, you know, had guys like a McFadden, like an Alfred Morse uh, that can come in there and really give you some good solid carries. And, you know, on hindsight, looking at that, uh, with Rod, wonder if we had, uh, you know, as high a caliber of guys we should have. So certainly that's a position that we'll look at and uh, we'll continue to look at as uh, as we move forward here. How do you like the talent at at fifty eight, and how possible is a uh, a trade up? Is is next year's first round pick in play, and to what extent? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we're it took an act of Congress to give up a first round pick, and mm. uh, we know how uh, valuable those are. Uh, it took a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, a lot of homework, uh, a lot of really getting your hands around to give up a first round pick, and it certainly. Uh, something that you don't love to be without. Uh, we certainly would do the same thing over again in terms of uh, what it did for us with Amari Cooper, what it's going to do for our future. Uh, looking at this draft now, even in more depth at uh, what would have been there uh, for the future at receiver, we're certainly gl- glad we made the deal. But uh, I don't see us, uh, you know, making that a habit of putting. Uh, first round picks into play Uh, at the same time uh, you know I think you know and without that it makes it real hard to think that you're going to make a you know some huge moves to move that second round pick uh, up significantly well you know obviously what you guys have been doing in the draft for like half a decade now has just been outstanding and those picks have such tremendous value for you my question, though, how how confident are you that you can keep drafting like you have, and how sustainable is you know this uh, series of of years of successful drafts that you've been on? I think if we stick, uh, you know, if we stick with our fundamentals, we can. I mean, you want to get better every year. Uh, you certainly want to look at uh, ways that you can improve. But I think, obviously, uh, you know, in this uh, you know set of circumstances that we have with the cap where it is and uh, the way these uh, roster numbers are constructed, then, you know, I'd like to hope that we can continue to have success, uh, even though we don't have a first round pick that we're going to, you know, pick some really good football players in this draft that can help us. And I do think there's going to be some good players sitting there when we pick in the second round. So uh, we've just got to really do our homework and, uh, you know, really look at each and uh, every player that might be available there. We know there's probably, uh, you know, it'll start to limit up pretty good uh, as the draft comes to us there in the bottom of the second. But, uh, uh, you know, we're convinced and convicted, even though we're not through with it yet, uh, that there's going to be good players for us. 
Steven, last year's draft class really contributed for you with Van Der Esch and Williams and uh, receiver and Dorrance Armstrong uh, Gallup as a receiver. What guy do you think can have the biggest jump from year one to year two for you guys? You know, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys doing a lot of good work out here. Uh, you know, you, linemen in particular are hard to jump in because they're young, and Connor in particular was really young. And my uh, understanding back here is uh, he's taken some huge steps in terms of his strength, his size, uh, some of the things where he was a little, uh, if you will, a little short on uh, in terms of his play last year. Uh, that he's really focused on improving those areas. Football is very important to him. He loves the game. And uh, my understanding is he's put on some really good weight and added some really good strength. And, you know, I think he can make a big jump. It's certainly going to be competitive there with Suofilo uh, in terms of uh, the depth that we have there, getting Cam and Suofilo and Joe Looney back and who knows what we might do in the draft. So it's a very competitive situation. And then you mentioned Dorms Armstrong, too, is uh, certainly a, uh, an edge-type player. Uh, that, uh, you know, learned a lot. But at the same time, those guys can make big jumps. You look at guys, uh, you know, in the past like D-Law, you know, you look at their first year, you know, it was tough on them. And uh, they get in there and they get a full off season, they get stronger and they make a big jump. So, you know, those interior linemen, uh, whether it's uh, offensive or defensive, you know, up there in the front, they get a year, you know, a full year and a, uh, a pro style, uh, you know, a pro organization, strength and conditioning, uh, it can make a big difference for those guys. Steven, you mentioned potential contracts with some of your current players. Um, <clears throat> so who could that be? Uh, we got a, a real good kick out of David Canner's description of how the deal came together. Is that is that kind of par for the course with uh, the heated conversations and colorful language flying back and forth, or is that special with David? Yeah, well, I don't know that uh, I totally agree with his – uh, the way he recounts it, but uh, uh, and I don't get into talking about details like that. But uh, certainly, uh, the good news is we just power through those things and we do the best we can to negotiate and uh, get to the right answer. And that's the most important thing. And uh, certainly, he did a good job for his client. But uh, you know, as far as the details of a negotiation, I don't get into that. Nor, as I said, do I necessarily agree with the way he. Uh, you know, that uh, he recalls the uh, negotiation. So are you open to discussing free agent contracts or uh, extensions, I mean, with with any of your players, or do you have a couple you're focused on right now? Yeah, we're always open uh, to looking at, uh, you know, looking at things. And certainly if there's opportunities there that make sense, then then we'll we'll progress. I mean, I think uh, pretty much everybody's on it pretty good that there's a uh, you know, some pretty active discussions now with uh, Dak and, and Amari, but it doesn't mean that we uh, some can't pick up in short order with uh, other players that we have on our roster that we certainly want to keep uh, keep here in Dallas and have them remain Cowboys in the future. Now, Steven, we do have to broadcast on Thursday during the first round. I know you guys don't have a pick currently. Could you at least – hint to breaking news that you might move up into that round so that we could get better ratings <laughs> well i'd never rule anything out with jerry uh, he's uh, he might just decide hey it's time to do something big and certainly uh you know he'll have the final call on that so uh, i would never count jerry out on anything 
are 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 uh, free agents from other teams signing still possible, or have you kind of closed the book on that? At least when it comes to significant signings. No, I wouldn't say they're closed. I mean, we'll continue to evaluate. I think a lot of times, if you know, depending on how the draft goes, sometimes you feel like, hey, there may still be a little need for something. Uh, that we want to shore up and the right guy happens to be out there at the right price. Sometimes, uh, you know, they're asking price changes for uh, some of these veteran players. So, no, I would never rule out uh, saying, hey, we're done with these, uh, uh, you know, we're done with signing uh, free agents from other teams. Jalen Smith has stunned the media, maybe not you guys, but each of the last two training camps in Oxnard, it was like, holy cow, how different is he? Man, he's moving so much better. Is there something else in store? Are you hearing anything from the workouts about how Jalen Smith is coming along? Other than just uh, he continues to uh, do great. Now, I think certainly uh, I don't think we'll see the seismic jumps that he made from year one to year two and then year two, two to year three. But, uh, you know, he's just a worker. And uh, he's what you want in a Dallas Cowboy football player. He certainly uh, has never – uh, questioned uh, that he was going to get back to his uh, true form, and he did that. And, uh, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him because he is so focused on on being the very best uh, linebacker he can be in the NFL. So I, when I go look on the contract websites, I just want to verify with you if I could. I know Jalen has played two seasons. He's been in the league three seasons. Is he a free agent after this year? Uh, he'll be uh, He'll be under a tender after this year. Okay, so looking at the defensive tackle situation and your cornerback situation, Stephen, both of those look pretty good as we go into the draft, but after this season is over, you could possibly be losing a lot of those guys. And I remember a few years ago, obviously, you had to redo pretty much your cornerback situation uh, in one draft. How are you feeling about those two positions and the future that there's really not guys locked up long-term at those positions. Well, that's why I say to, you know, to laser focus on a couple of guys, uh, you know, can be misleading. I mean, we obviously going to continue to look at uh, our future in all those areas, and that's, uh, you know, the same holds true for the draft. I mean, you look into what we draft, and then you draft a couple of guys in uh, certain areas, and then you're young there again, and you've got guys who are going to be with you for the next four or five years, and you don't feel, uh, you know, you don't feel like uh, uh, that's a big issue. But, uh, you know, this is going to, with the young team that we have, this will be a continual uh, work in progress in terms of, you know, tying players up and strategizing to keep, you know, the guys who we feel like make us the very best possible team we can be so we can uh, contend for a championship. And then what do you think about the Russell Wilson deal that he got put together? Are quarterback contracts growing faster than the salary cap? And, you know, what do you think of the quarterback market as it sits right now? I don't necessarily think so. I mean, you're talking about two guys there who, you know, between Rodgers and uh, between Russell Wilson that uh, have won Super Bowls, that have had success year in and year out, taking their teams to the playoffs. Uh, Russell's both have been to a couple Super Bowls. Uh, well, at least I know Russell has been, and uh, so yeah, they those are guys who are going to make those those type of jumps. But uh, I'm not concerned. I mean, I think at the end of the day, if any uh, if there's any position that has to keep an eye out, uh, not only uh, you know f- uh, for themselves, but they also have to keep an eye out uh, on their team in terms of how much cap space they take up. Uh, uh, these quarterbacks are those guys because, 
you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, they're going to make a lot of money. And uh, the bigger thing for them in terms of their career and uh, what they're all about is, uh, you know, how much did they win? How many Super Bowl rings do they have on their finger? Uh, fingers. Those are all uh, huge deals. And they know, you know, at some point if they take up uh, too much cap space at the end of the day, then, you know, it can hurt their chances in terms of uh, winning. Steven, last question for you. And I know he's not in this draft or next year's draft, but watching Trevor Lawrence play last year and then in the national championship game, we've compared him to kind of the next Peyton Manning. I know this gets into sports talk radio, but how, how great of a prospect is Trevor Lawrence, even though that he can't even be drafted for the next few years? Yeah, well, we don't get into a habit about talking about those guys uh, who aren't coming out, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, him winning a national championship as a freshman uh, makes him a, uh, a special man, a special young man. But uh, uh, probably not the right thing for me to be commenting gotcha. on uh, what their draft status might look like, be like in the future. Appreciate your time as always, sir. Have a great afternoon. Thanks a lot, guys.